Well, hello, Garden Oaks family. Hope you are having a great day today, wherever you are watching from. Uh, here today with Pastor Rick. What's going Thanks, on, Rick? John, appreciate How you doing? being here. All right, so uh, you've been on staff now about four-ish months. Ooh. I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. In the months you've been here, what's the yeah. best meal you've had in the neighborhood so far? Ooh. Um, I love some hot chicken. So is it Miko? Is that right? Miko's. Miko's hot right, chicken has been right. pretty good. Uh, I will admit the most frequent, though, is the taco stand. Taco There's stand. something Solid. about just Solid. quick, easy tacos. All right. All right. Good stuff. Well, thanks for being here today. I also got Pastor Ryan here. What's up, Brian? How's it going? How are you? All right. Well, today we are going to have a conversation. I'm kind of uh, picking up on where we left off in the sermon on Sunday. So if you are at home or wherever listening to this, haven't watched the sermon, you can go and listen to that and catch up with us. First of all, I want to ask you both a question. Again, putting you on the spot, but have you guys ever been in a fight, like a fist Ooh. fight, a physical fight? So go ahead. I'd never been in a fight <laughs> until, uh, I don't know if you can call it a fight, <laughs> until my freshman year of college. Uh, I had never gotten into like a physical altercation with anybody really. Uh, I'm definitely a flight kind of guy. Um, but me, neither had one of my roommates. And so we got together in a <laughs> church parking lot. We went to Academy Sports oh, at the end wow. of the year after our final exams. And we, we got some uh, stools uh, and we got some like boxing gloves. Wait, why, where do, and where did the just, stools <laughs> tie in? They, uh, they became our ring. Okay. Our okay. Ring, okay. Right, I guess. So yeah, we uh we put on our gloves and then yeah. we started out going. We said we were gonna do five minute rounds and <laughs> okay. then we got really really tired and so then we just kind of started like wailing on each other. Yeah. Uh, we also said we're not gonna hit each other in the face. <laughs> so what were you doing? Just hugging the whole time? We were hitting each other pretty. Hard. We we were doing. We would we go in and pop, some kidney pop. shots. Yeah. I got hit really hard. He got me real good. Great friend still. He hit, <laughs> he got me really good one time in like the head and I was like. If he hits me again, it's, it's going to be a real fight. Yeah, I, well, no, no, not like that. More like it'll be over. No. I he got he's a he's a bigger guy. He's got more muscle than I did. Anyways, yes, nice, nice. Of, yeah. What about you, Rick? You were thrown uh, down. Well, I mean, I was a black belt through college. <laughs> no, just kidding. No, I have never been in a fight and uh, never had the opportunity. Maybe one well, day hey, it will present yeah, itself. All right. Well, but, you know, if I had to have guessed, I would have said Rick. Probably not. So yeah, kind of peacemaker. And, yeah. get, and then Ryan probably uh, would have. <laughs> would have been with that innocent face. Yeah, I'm but I'm surprised it didn't happen until freshman year for you, though. I think well, it was kinda... it was also a planned event. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was... yeah. Segway time. The Bible says we are all in a fight. Did y'all oh. know that? Look at that segue. No, in all seriousness, though, kind of what we talked about uh, on Sunday was how we are all really we're in this battle against sin and temptation. We face yeah. sin and temptation. Um, every day, and what we kind of talked about on Sunday was that like the stakes for that are really high. It's yeah. really a life or death thing. So, real quick, I'll read what uh, what Paul writes in Romans chapter eight. He says, "There, if you live by its dictates, talking about your sinful nature, he says you will die." So we kind of spent mm-hmm. some time talking about that. Um, we uh, we quoted uh, John Owen, I think it is, um, uh, old Puritan guy has a book, yep. "The Mortification yep. of Sin." Have any of you ever actually read that book? No, I'm trying to think if I've, I don't know if I've read anything yeah. by it. I haven't either. I haven't either. Yeah. But everybody quotes it. Um, <laughs> his kind of, uh, the way he rephrases Romans 8.13 is he says, be killing sin or sin will be killing you. Yeah. Um, pretty kind of hardcore uh, statement there. But first of all, do y'all think, like, is that kind of an overdramatic way? Yeah, okay. I see it. <laughs> I see that look of, I'm deferring to Rick here. Now, I, I don't, I think the dramatic helps. 
Because if not, we take it too lightly. And it's just sin, temptation is not something we can take lightly. So the idea when you say, be killing sin or it's killing you, it kind of like puts you on the spot to say, what are you doing? Because the truth is, if you're not doing anything, you're probably losing the battle. Yeah, so. yeah, that's good. I, I think, you know, I, I don't think it's too dramatic because when we think about this idea of sin bringing destruction or sin bringing death, here, here's the thing. Um, we all know it leads to spiritual death separated from God forever. But even in this life, let, let's say that whatever the sin or temptation is, mm. even if it's not going to lead to physical death, it's going to yeah. lead to some sort of death. So oh, yeah. let's like think about those like sins we consider small sins. Like mm-hmm. there's no small sin biblically, but those ones yeah, yeah. we kind of think, oh, it's not a big deal. So if you take something like gossip, we're tempted to gossip and we think oh, that's not mm-hmm. a big deal. Gossip isn't going to lead to my death and it may yeah. not physically, but if we continue giving into this gossip over and over and over again, it's going to lead to relational death. Like mm-hmm. gossip yep, will destroy a relationship. You know, greed, again, in the moment, it doesn't feel like a big deal, yeah. but if we keep living a self-centered, greedy life, like that's going to lead to relational death. It's going to destroy the relationships in our life. So yeah, I, I think Paul um, is being very, very serious and sincere here when he says that like continuing to give in to our sinful nature and temptation, it's going to lead to death and devastation and destruction. So that's a lot of what we talked about Sunday. We didn't get into this Sunday, and so here's what I want us to kind of have a conversation about now. Yeah. Um, what does it look like for us to practically begin putting sin to death? Like, how do we actually do yeah. that in our yeah. lives? And so before we get to some practical ways, I want to just set the foundation um, by reading Romans 8, uh, verse 1 and 2 real quick, because I think it's an important way to start the conversation. So Paul says in verse 1, we talked about this on Sunday, he says, there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus, so that um, once we put our faith and our trust in Jesus, all our sin, yeah. past, present, and future, it is forgiven. We, we um, are no longer condemned before God. And then he says this, he says, and because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin mm. that leads to death. And here's why I think that's really important to kind of set up this conversation. Um, I think we know, if we've been around church long enough, we understand theologically that we are saved by the grace of God alone, Like, right? Like, that's like Christianity 101. We can't work to save ourselves. It's yeah. by faith through, or by grace through faith in Jesus. Mm-hmm. We're saved by God's grace alone. But oftentimes, here's what I assume, and here's what I think a lot of us assume. We are saved by grace, yeah. but then the way we grow to become more like Christ is by our own effort mm-hmm. and like us kind of pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps. So to use some theological terms, we understand that our justification is by grace, but yeah. then we think our sanctification, meaning our becoming like Christ, yeah. is our work and effort. But here yeah. Paul's saying, no, no, no our, our becoming like Christ, our sanctification, it's by the power of the life-giving spirit that is within us. So I think it's important for us to understand as we talk about how do we put our sin to death, it's got to start with realizing it. well, it's all God's spirit working in us. It's yeah. not our own work. It's not our own effort. So with that said, um, you guys have any thoughts? Like, where where do we start with this idea of how do we practically, like, in the nitty gritty day to day life, like, what does it look like to put sin to death in our life or to put temptation yeah. to death? It's a fight, and it's a struggle, and it's one we have to be honest about that we're in it. You know, we can't act like, oh, I got this and I can handle this, and it's not a big deal. No, this is a big deal. And the Bible teaches us, no, sin is a big deal, and you have to have a plan. You have to have a method on how you're going to deal with it. So, no, I think it's a great conversation we get to have. So, Yeah, uh, as for, like, how to practically deal with it, I think I think one of the main things is uh, is to, like, use the word, like, meditate on, on the word, mm-hmm. right? And I, I think uh, 
there's a lot of ways to do that. Uh, I know that like my mind always wanders all the time. I feel like I have no control over it, but uh, I have to like really be intentional about like where my focus is. Yeah. So there's a, there's a book that, that, that I've been reading that talks about like where we put, we're all worship machines and it talks about where we put our worship. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think a lot of that has to do with focus and what we're focused on. And so I think as long as we're, we got to, we have to be focused and meditating on on the right things. Right. Let me read this. Paul says this in Colossians three, if you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things of this earth for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Let me ask you this. Why is it temptation always affects us at night more than any other time? You think about it. Your worst decisions happen after 9 p.m., almost always. And there's just something about where is your mind focused? We get tired. We're not mentally as sharp. We're kind of exhausted from the day. And whatever willpower was there is kind of gone. Whatever focus, maybe spiritually focused, is gone. And there's something that just happens that we lose this, we lose what Paul said, set your mind on things above. Mm. And there's just the only way I know how to battle temptation. You've heard the cliche of don't think about the purple polka-dotted elephant, right? And all now you can picture is a purple polka-dotted mm. elephant. We do that with sin all the time, and we focus on it. We're like, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do this, and I'm not going to do this. Next thing you know, I'm doing what I said I wouldn't yeah. do. Sounds like what Paul even said at one point, right? But no, the trick is, what are we doing to saturate ourselves with the Word of God? What are we doing to saturate ourselves with relationships that instill godly values? What are those things that we're doing even in our life, in our routine, that help us focus on the godly things so that it just naturally pushes away the desire or even the temptation? Yeah. So I I love that you're saying saturate your mind on the Word of God. Um, Ryan, I think the language you used was meditate on the Word of God, what, what Paul said there. In Colossians, I think was set your mind to yeah. the things of God. So, like for you guys, um, are there like habits or, or practical ways that help you do that, or that that have proven helpful yeah. in your life? Yeah. So, I think uh, the practical way that like I meditate is just by like always like trying to like have it uh, like fill my mind, like yeah. you're just saying, like, you fill my mind with those those things um, and with scripture and with uh, like commentaries on it, or with, whether it's with music or anything like that, like. Um, for example, this morning, like I like to put on is you know the Bible Project podcast, and they're talking about the Sermon on the Mount, and it's about ma- being a peacemaker. And so um, I sit there and I listen to that, and um, I kind of meditate on on they're pointing out one line from Jesus's Sermon on the Mount, and it's about being a peacemaker. And so I'm I'm reflecting on that all morning, and then I get out of my car, and my mind is set on okay, how do I make peace in the way that Jesus wants me to, right? Those kind of things. And so it's the little things like that. Um, uh, occasionally, uh, I like the hymn Before the Throne, and so like there was one morning I listened to that a couple of times on repeat, um, and just mm-hmm. kind of filling my mind with those things prepares me to, when I step out of my car um, in the mornings, I'm ready to go, and like that's what's on my mind. And so I think that's one one way to do it is just like fill your mind and with with like what you're listening to and and what you're reading and stuff yeah it's you know the old idea of the quiet time which sometimes i think it gets it gets such a big thing that we never do it like oh well if i'm not doing 30 minutes and reading through the whole bible then i might as well not try i'll be honest for me most days it's a five minute read from a devotional like it's there is something there of consistency it's not about the length i mean that's great if you can do a three-hour bible study every morning that's wonderful um 
But I would rather you have five minutes in the Scripture every day to start your day. Maybe it's at lunch. Maybe it's before bed. Maybe it's all three. But just a small practice of Scripture every day is better than lofty goals that never happen. And it's funny, both of you kind of saying starting your day in the morning, um, because for everybody watching or listening, like we didn't, you know, coordinate or really talk about this beforehand, but, um, and that's what's proven so helpful for me as well. Like growing up in church, you know, you mentioned the whole quiet time. And so years ago, you know, when people were like, oh, you need to start your day with, you know, reading your Bible or start your day with a quiet time. They're like, well, that's legalistic. I don't need to start my day with that. And yeah, you don't have to do that. But like now I found for me, you know, like there's so much wisdom Mm. in doing that because if I don't, what happens is like my tendencies, I wake up and like we've all got, we're all so connected to our phones. Like I am too. If I'm not careful, I wake up and I immediately go and check my email. And then like my mind's already gone. My mind's not on the things of heaven. My mind's on work and then I can't get it back. Or, you know, if it's not email, you know, we scroll Instagram or Twitter or whatever. Mm -hmm. And those things are forming us. And, you know, we're being sold, you know, consumerism and all these messages. But again, it's like first thing in the morning, if I go to my phone, my mind's on the things of earth. It's not on the yeah. things of God if I don't go first to God. So yeah, I I have to do that. I don't think it's like a requirement to do that first in the morning, but I know for me, if I don't, yeah. then it's so hard to get my mind right and get my mind right on the things of God. Oh, it is, mm-hmm. and it's tough. You know, um, one of the best examples I can give on how to deal with sin actually relates to food, okay? Now, I'm not saying food's a sin, but you think about it. You ever had that moment where you're like, I'm going to lose some weight, so I'm going to eat healthy, Right. And so you start doing that, and all of a sudden you realize that, one, everything you're not supposed to eat, you've had, like, your appetite is like three times what it used to be for that thing, right? If you're not supposed to eat carbs, and all of a sudden you just want that, or sweets, or whatever. Um, But here's what I know. Every time I say, I'm not going to do this, the desire for that increases, and then I'm like, well, you know what? I I can just have a little bit of this. You know, one meal, one side, I'm just going to get a half order, and it's okay, and it's not going to hurt me. And here's the truth it probably won't by itself. But all of a sudden, I do that each and every day. And all of a sudden, that half serving becomes a full serving. And all of a sudden, now I've actually gained weight instead of lost weight because I've given myself so many outs. And it's that legalism idea like there, there's, it's tough because there are some things Scripture says absolutely do not do. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, those are few and far between. But maturity says there's a lot of things I'm not going to do because I know I can't resist the temptation. Mm, It's a slippery slope, and once I go down this path, I'm going to keep going that way. So there's some things we've got to remove from our life. There's some things that I'll give the—here's a controversial but silly (laughs) example, okay? Christian music. Everybody has a different view on Christian music or not, and so I'm not going to get into the music debate of it. But the truth is, in our car, KSPJ is, is it's either that or it's going to be some podcast is all you're going to hear in our car. I grew up on country music. I have nothing against any other type of music. I actually like other types of music. And it's a silly example. But it's, you know what, when I'm in the car, especially with my kids, I know what they're hearing. I know what they're being saturated by because I know where music is and culture is today. You know what, to me, it's a slippery slope. And I'm like, let's just nip it there. Is that Mm -hmm. a scriptural mandate? You can only listen to KSBJ? Absolutely not. But is it something practical? Is it something through, I think, Christian maturity? Hey, I've realized there are just some things, while permissible, I don't need in my life to help me on that journey. And I I think that that food analogy is a great example (laughs) that so many of us can relate to. Like I've, uh, um, you know, 
kind of off again, on again, done the keto <laughs> thing, right? Or if you're not familiar, there like basically no carbs at all. And so like I'd be super strict, be on the wagon for several weeks. And then yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm going to have one sheet meal. And then yeah. I would go and get like one quesadilla. And that one quesadilla just like throws me <laughs> off the rails for yeah. like five days. I just go on like a uh, carb binge and because yeah. oh, I'm, I'm addicted to carbs. Like I yeah. just go on this binge just because of that one meal there you go. completely threw me off track. Well, and I think you're, you're it's right. It's what you said on Sunday, the illustration you gave about the pastor. Uh, and again, we don't know all the details, but what we're going to assume is that he did not fall into grave sin by itself. Yeah. There was... Uh, conversations. There were yep. looks. There yep. were emails. There were whatever. You know, there were meetings, and then there were actions that led up uh, to a very costly end. Um, that's yeah. what sin does yeah. in our life, and we've got to recognize it early on. Yep. And if we can do that, that's how you fight the victory. Because we're not perfect. No one's saying yeah. we're trying to be perfect here. Yeah. But what we're going to do is we're going to fight the fight, and that means when we see something encroaching, yeah. If I'm hearing you right, and I think there's so much wisdom in that, you're saying we need to each be honest and aware of like what our weak points are. There's nothing wrong with like going and watching the game at a sports bar, right? There's nothing wrong with that. We're free to do that. We can do that. But like if you have struggled with alcoholism and you you know you can't have one drink without that turning into two and three and four, like hey maybe that's not a good situation, and you need to be aware of your Mm. struggles and weaknesses and and avoid those. So while you guys were talking, I was thinking about like. the importance for meditation and also the importance when you find yourself on those slippery uh, slopes to be able to like um, rest. I think the importance to step away from like, you know, for me, when I, I I have a terrible sweet tooth. So like if I go in and like, but like, you know, like you open one bag of like those Sour Patch watermelons and I'll devour the whole thing without even thinking about it. And I think like you said when if you check your phone first thing in the morning, it's it's yeah. rolling and rolling and rolling and and you never stop and take a second to reevaluate or reflect. And so I think it's important to have in the morning and then you mentioned at nighttime yeah. like right? Like so have checkpoints throughout the day where you're like reflecting um now I think that that can be taken as like okay, I need to be like secluding myself away to reflect. I don't think that's the I think that sometimes yes, you need to really do a lot of self-reflection but like for me if like you know if my biggest problem is thinking about myself too much then I need to include others in that to kind of help me reflect on Mm, that too right so taking time for things that you know maybe in our culture are not the most important thing right so like um you know I hey I'm not I'm not doing anything for my career right now I'm not doing anything to make money right now I'm not doing anything for this but taking time mm. for the things that are that are really important, yeah. right? And so, like taking those times um, and having those rest. Well, and you, you alluded to a minute ago, kind of bringing other people along in the process and not not doing that alone. I think there's a lot of wisdom in that. Like, Rick, do you got any thoughts? Like, what is what is yeah. you know what what do yeah. relationships? How does that play? Yeah. How do other people play into my personal struggle yeah. with temptation Absolutely. and sin? Well, the first thing I ask: Are you honest with yourself about your sins? Like, if you can't even confess it to yourself, how are you going to go any yeah. further to confess it to God, confess it to others? So, first off, are we honest with ourselves? That Do we acknowledge, hey, this is a struggle for me? It's not, oh, I got this, and I can handle this. Oh, that was just a, a mistake. How many things do we just kind of, you know, discount? Oh, that was just a momentary lapse, or here's my excuse. There was this circumstance, it was that. No, first be honest with yourself. And then once you're honest with yourself, who else knows your struggles? Like, they know where you're vulnerable. Um, If I was going into battle 
and there was a vulnerability. Let you know, like you always have somebody watching your back, right? Like you want somebody there protecting you where you're the weakest. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the same thing when mm-hmm. it comes to sin. Is there somebody there who's protecting me where I'm the weakest? But before I can do that, I got to acknowledge it, and I've got to be willing to be transparent and vulnerable and say, find a close friend, find somebody you trust, and tell them, hey this is where I struggle. These are the behaviors that I'm trying to get out of my life, and I need you to coach me on that. I need you to ask me questions about it. I need you to be nosy here. And we literally have to give people permission to be nosy in our yeah, life. I like that. I like that. You know, yeah. And then, hey, you know, we talked about fighting yeah. earlier. Don't fight them. When they bring something up, you know, at least as men, I know our first one, we're going to bow up and we're like, no, that ain't true. Yeah. And this is, no, just accept it. You got to let that pride yeah. go. So, I mean, I, that, that's so good, and I think uh, I know all three of us, and I'm, I'm, I would be willing to bet almost everybody watching or listening to this, yeah. like, like, yep, I agree with that. That's good. I should have somebody like that. But then <laughs> I think even once we've gotten to that point where we're honest with ourselves, in, any advice on how to take that practical step to be honest with others? Because that's, yeah. that's the hard part. Is yeah. It's that fear of, well, if I am honest, if I take that step, if I tell them what's really going on, yep, yep. then, man, I'm going to be judged. I'm going to okay. be rejected. They're not going to love me anymore. It's yeah. like, how, how do we overcome Oh, yeah, absolutely. So the easiest fears? thing to do is you go to Walmart, you get in whatever line you get in, you find the guy in front of you, <laughs> and you say, hey, I need you to help me with... No. Uh, it's time and proximity in relationships because you're not going to feel comfortable. You're, it's not going to be a safe place if you haven't spent time in proximity with people. Uh, so, you know, obviously when we talk small groups, that's the whole point is why we meet, why we walk through scripture, why we talk through life. And honestly, it's the reason why it's not a 45-minute Bible study because if th- that's great and we need to do that. But if we have 45 minutes in Scripture, I don't have any time to actually share and talk and walk through the things and build the relational equity I need for those moments. Uh, So the truth is, who are you allowing time and proximity to? Who has enough ability to interact with you that you would feel even comfortable sharing. And at some point, the truth is, there's always going to be a moment of boldness. Um, I know there was a time in my life in college, I tried this. I had a college roommate. We'd known each other for well over a year. And I'm like, okay, this is someone I can share with. And I shared something with him, totally shut down and ruined the relationship. And I'm like, well, that's not the way this is supposed to go. And you know what that meant? It was okay. Guess what? I was still alive the next day. Uh, and you know what? I did it again, and I trusted someone else, and it worked. So yeah. here's the truth. I say that not to scare anybody. What I say is sometimes you're going to be vulnerable, and your worst fear is not as bad as you think yeah. it is. Okay, so that person's not ready to handle that. That's okay. Guess what? You invest in another relationship. You don't leave that relationship, of course, but you invest in another relationship. But it's important. Again, we're in a battle, and we have to treat it as serious. yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I uh, what like I have discovered is that we all want to think we're so unique. Like we want to think that like the issues we wrestle with, like yeah. I'm the only one. I'm the only crazy, weird, messed up one who yep. deals with this. And what I've seen over and over and over again, as soon as we like have that moment of boldness, boldness and vulnerability with somebody, we so often discover, oh, I'm not the only one. Exactly. Like there's so many other people who deal with the same thing, who struggle mm-hmm. with the same thing. So. I think I think you're, you're spot on though. God didn't intend us. He didn't create us. He didn't design us to carry the weight of yeah. fighting this battle alone. He, he created us to do it together. So, hey, real quick as we wrap up, I think kind of a couple takeaways if you're watching or listening of how we can be involved in this battle to kind of sum up 
the conversation today, I think first what y'all have said is like we need to meditate on the word, um, spend time in there scripture again, whether that's five minutes or 50 minutes. That, yeah. That's not the important part. But um, maybe again, it doesn't have to be this, but maybe you begin this habit of starting your day in the word, start there your you day go. in scripture so that at the very beginning of the day, our minds are on God and the things of God. And instead of our minds being on email or our minds being yeah. on Instagram or whatever, start our day in the Word. Um, hey, I'm going to get yeah, yeah. real practical on that one. Obviously, there's tons of devotionals and different things out there, but if you have no other spot, I actually think one of the best things to do, pick a psalm every yeah. day. Go through the psalms. It's just, it's David's writings, or mostly David's writings. It's his raw emotions, processing life. You will find the struggles you're facing are in the psalms, whether it's anger, whether it's depression, whether it's lust, whether it's just relational conflict, like it's all there. And we get to see how he processes yeah. those things. Yeah, absolutely. That's so good. That's so good. Then, you know, the second kind of practical step is, uh, as you pointed out earlier, Rick, like we just need to be aware of where our weaknesses are. Like yeah. what are those weak points? What are those vulnerabilities mm-hmm. in our lives? We need to be aware of it yeah. so that we can kind of put up extra guard or extra defensive measures um, in those areas. And then third, um, find somebody to, to walk through these things with you. If, uh, if you're not in a small group, like you said, Rick, uh, yeah. go to the website uh, get in a small group, GOBC. find somebody. Yeah, .org slash groups. Let's go. There you go. GOBC.org slash groups. Yeah, get in a group. Um, find somebody you can be open and honest and go. vulnerable with. And hey, here's just a little invitation for those of you who are part of the church family. If if you don't have someone currently in your life that you feel like you can be open and vulnerable with, hey, hit up one of us. Come there to see go. us. Set up a meeting. Listen, we've we've been um doing this ministry thing long enough where there is literally nothing we haven't heard. <laughs> like whatever you're struggling with, oh, yes. we're not going to be surprised. We're exactly. not going to be freaked out. We're not going to be scared. Um, yeah. We probably struggle with it too. So man, just reach out to us. Don't feel like you have to carry the weight of this alone because man, we all are in a fight. We're in a battle, sin and temptation. We face that every yeah. day and the stakes are incredibly high. They're too high to try to deal with by ourselves. So all right, join a group. Join it. a group. <laughs> we'll see you on Sunday. Thanks I'm for good. tuning in.